people trying to get back to eating. Good evening, Dad. How are you? Blessed. Doing great. Yes. Yes, indeed. You had, you had a good day? I did. I, uh, I, I got to go visit my, my favorite pastor today. Okay. So, I think I've, I've told you about him before. He's got this little church here in Homa, and he preaches hammer and nails. You know, God's word, he makes the sparks fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, I was happy to go see him, and uh, and hear him preach. Yes, that's good. Very good. Very good. And you? What I. Oh, not regular pastor, but it, uh, he's associate. And uh, we have some good speakers. We have some prophets in the church. Good. So, Amen. Uh, I listened to that the 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 YouTube link that you sent me on Robert Morris this morning. Oh, wasn't that good? It was. Yeah, that was one part of four. Yes. And I I listened to all four of them. Wow. Good. And that's uh, that's a good series. I. Particularly, it particularly struck me when I when he was talking about hell, and he was talking about hell and the description of hell. He gave the statistics. Did Did you hear that? Where he was giving the statistics of how many percentage of each denomination believes there is no real hell. It's pathetic, isn't it? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. And then and now and then with seminaries. Yes. It's 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 a <laughs> it's a staggering number, and yeah, and and then when he related it to if you came home that one night and you saw your neighbor's house on fire, mm-hmm. what would you do? Yeah, what would you do? Would you just pull in your garage and say, "Ah, somebody else will tell them the house is on fire"? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And his message about Gehenna and how they pushed, made their children walk into the fire. Yeah. 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 Hi, Ray. Hi, Jake. Hi, Dad. So, uh, Grandpa and I were just talking about, Grandpa sent me a link this morning to a, a sermon by Pastor Robert Morris, where he was describing how Jesus had described hell to people, that Jesus had described hell. He, he, he described hell 33 times. Yes. 33 times in, in, in his written ministry. Now, he probably described hell more than that. All we have is the testimony here in this written ministry in the New, in the New Testament. Jesus describes hell 33 times. I find the 33 very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's another story. Um, in in one of those, Jesus describes, you know, the weeping and the gnashing of teeth will be 
like Gehenna. And, and Gehenna was this valley south of Jerusalem where they burned trash and the poor people burned bodies. Poor people couldn't afford uh, to be buried. If you've ever seen pictures of the cemeteries in Jerusalem, they are, you know, teeth on top of one, each, one of each other. It is precious. It's holy ground. Yeah. Hi, Alice. Very expensive. So, um, yeah, you said those fires never go out. Yeah, the fires never go out. Like, is the example that he's giving is the Jews that had taken up. Um, they had taken up these wicked religions from the Chaldeans. And uh, somebody's got some crazy... Um, they, had taken up, they had taken up these traditions from the Chaldeans, and the Chaldeans had had their children walk through fire. Yeah, and what that lot. really was... About, oh, you made your children walk through fire... And God forbade them from having them walk through fire. You know, what we all, th- in our minds, we're all thinking about uh, all these vacationers that go to Hawaii and walk across the bed of hot coals on their bare feet. And, ooh, it's a rite of passage thing, right? That's not what it was. They would use whips and any other means. And they would bind their children and they would have their children walk into the fire. And as the fire was burning their children, they would be weeping and gnashing their teeth. Can you imagine what kind of religion would make your children walk into the fire and burn? You can't imagine it. But as I was thinking about that question about a religion that would have our chi- that would march their children into fire to burn, I realized most of most of Christianity is doing the same thing. When we teach when we teach watered down religion that does not that fails to lead our children to the true and righteous God, then we are walking our children into the fire. We're walking our children into a place where they they believe in Jesus, they've accepted Jesus, but they have no real knowledge, no real understanding, and no depth of of loyalty. We walk our, our own children into the fire. Yeah. So God help us. Okay, it is. Uh, it's time for us to say our prayers. Elise, can you hear me, Elise? Hello. Or Aaron? Ray can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Raiden, Raiden can hear me very well. Okay, Ray, say the prayer for us to for our Bible study tonight. Yes, sir. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for a chance to come together as a family to study your word, and please help us to dwell on it and accept it into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I know. They don't go round and round. Okay, tonight we're starting chapter two of Timothy. Chapter two of Timothy. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This is the part where Grandpa, when he prays at the end of our sermon, at the end of our Bible studies, where he's always mentioning that we are to pray for our leaders, for those in authority. But see this, this first part here where it says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving the thanks be made for all men. That part is often what we forget. Yes that we don't pray for everyone else for their salvation, that we're not praying for the world. And again, we have to remind ourselves, if every one of our prayers were to come true, how would the world be changed? Yeah. I, uh, I detested praying for Obama, and God really reprimanded me. And for one reason, we need to pray for the quiet and peaceful life. Amen. The other is, we need to pray for their salvation. Amen. Amen. I uh, I also had a very hard time with that. Yeah. I, uh, I had to do some grieving and crying in the closet and pleading <laughs> with God. Amen. <laughs> There's been a few others too. <laughs> yes. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. God wants all men saved and to come, all people, not let's let's not use the word men, even oh. though we won't use the word men because because we know that this is referring to all persons. Yes. Okay. We're not doing. We, we won't eliminate the word "man" for a for a political reason, or or, or, a, or a social um, engineering reason. 
but we're 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 going to eliminate it for the purpose of let the word of God appropriately find its place in our hearts, in everyone's hearts. He would have all persons to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So if you're wondering, what do you pray for all men? There it is right there. We can pray for every person, for every man, for every person that's out there. We can pray that they're, that they would be saved. We'd pray for their salvation and we'd pray that they would come to the knowledge of the truth. But there's one God and one mediator between God and men. That is the man Christ Jesus. Right there. For those that hold on to uh, doctrines of, of other denominations that believe that they have to go through um, saints for their prayers or that they have to go through uh, bishops for their prayers or they have to go through pastors for their prayers or they, they have to uh, go through a headship of the church in a person, like, uh, like we all know what I'm talking about. Um, there, therein is the fallacy. There's one God, and there's one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Right. When you pray, that is the only one you should be praying to. Right. And he is the only one that can mediate to God. Uh, Mary cannot mediate to God. No. No, no pastors, no other person that's designated by uh, someone who thinks that they're Christ's embodiment on earth. Nobody else can mediate to God. Only Jesus. And if they repudiate that one verse right there, that one verse, which is also backed up by a hundred other verses, all right, then they repudiate, then they repudiate the, the, the total sum of God's word. If any part of God's word is not true, then all of it is suspect. Yes. And, and this is not, they can't say, well, interpretations and thus and such, because we have the original scriptures. We have them. We have the original documentations. There is no question what was written. That part is not in question. There is no loss of meaning here. There is one who gave himself a ransom for all be testified in due time whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle I speak the truth in Christ and lie not a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in verity I will therefore that men pray everywhere and lift up their holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel. With shamefacedness and sobriety. Not with braided hair. Not with gold. And not with costly array. 
or pearls. But that which becomes women professing godliness with good works. Let the women learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor usurp authority over a man. But to be in silence. He's talking about in the church environment, in the congregation. And he says, here's the reason. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness. So, there may be some that find that offensive. Women can teach women. In fact, that comes from Paul, that the older women should teach the younger women. He's saying that in the church congregation, he does not allow the women to teach because the woman was formed from a man. That she was a piece of a man taken off and that the, and that the woman, it was the transgressor. And, and Adam fell into that transgression with her. I'll say this. I'll simplify this so that we don't have to we don't have to hash out the politics of it or the women's uh, uh, liberty movement or anything else. If I had my choice, if I was if I was my spirit person in heaven and I had my choice to to be the man or the woman in, in the relationship for this short period on earth. I would have said for, for, for all of my years, I would have said I'd rather be the man until the last couple of years when I started reading all of the punishment for the man and all the responsibility of the man and all that God, God expects of the man and holds the man accountable. And if I, I, believe, I believe if I had my choice, I would have been a very humble woman and been happy to allow my husband to take that burden. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hand of the living God. It's a grave responsibility. It is a grave and terrifying responsibility. Yes. And at times uh, extremely frustrating. And 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 at, at, at times, you know, when 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 we fail when we lose it, when we fall off, when we get angry, when we lose our temper, when we lose our way, not only am I crying out to God to forgive me, I'm wondering what damage have I done to the responsibilities that the Lord expects of me that now he's going to hold me accountable because I failed to perform in the regard of which he has ordered me to. Yep, that's right. Um. All that being said, so I want to encourage our family tonight in accordance with these scriptures. We just finished chapter two and in accordance with these scriptures tonight, I want us to pray for all persons when when grandpa's praying and then each of you who's able, who's not in public right now, each of you who's able, I'd like our family to lift up our holy hands when we pray. 
lift up our holy hands when we pray and 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 let our prayers be sent up to heaven turn your hearts grab the reins of your hearts turn it to god and lift up your holy hands and dad with that being said it's yours your floor indeed we have a grave responsibility as men Braden, Aaron, John, Dennis, myself, Jacob, Scott. Don't forget Jacob. Jacob. I just did. I just said it. <laughs> and Jacob. Uh, the responsibility doesn't ever cease in growth. And I adjure you in the name of Jesus that you accept this responsibility and carry it out in full. Father, with that tonight, we come to you, knowing, Lord, that we should always pray for those who are over us, including the fathers, the sons. And we pray, Father, that you would guide us in your mercy and in your goodness every day and being thankful Father that your mercy and your grace is new every morning and I thank you Father that you care for us as you do and Lord we lift up our leaders to you tonight not ever wanting to forget Lord that those over us have the same responsibility and I pray Father that you would Give them wisdom. And Lord, those who are outside of you and don't know you, I pray for their salvation. But Father, until they know you, I come against the evil that has overtaken many. And I bind in the name of Jesus the powers and the principalities and rulers of darkness in high places. Lord, that they will not be able to use this authority with any kind of damage. And I come against that in every area of our government, our judicial system, our schools, our churches. I pray, Father, for our, our, all of our congressmen, our senators, our governors, every leader in every area of our government, Father, has a responsibility to be truthful and to be faithful. And we just thank you, Lord, tonight for what you're doing in our government. We see much happening. We don't understand it. But, Father, I'm praying that you and you alone will direct the hearts of men and women who are in our leadership today. That you, Father, would direct hearts and righteousness and I pray for all that are on the call tonight, Elise and Green, myself Sky I lift up Jacob and Raiden to you Father I pray for Aaron John and Tannis God you would direct each of these men's hearts I lift up Maria to you Father God direct us all to follow you, that, Lord, when people look at us, 
they'll say, boy, there's something different there that I want because our lives should depict Jesus Christ. And we just give you praise and honor and glory. And ask your blessings over our night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Love you, family. Love you guys. Take care. Good night. Thank you.